0: What's good, what's good, what's good? You are now it into part two of the Coach Megan episode. Before we get into it, a uh, sleeper I want to plug is the Trap Back song by Young Thug and Chris Brown. Um, when we're when this corona thing is over and we're outside, I really feel like that's going to be a song that's playing a lot of cars, playing a lot of events, a lot of gatherings. It's a, it's a dope song. Um, and I know a lot of it doesn't have much attention right now. Um, another song I want to plug is I just forgot the name of the song. It's uh Levin Cali featuring Ty Dollar sign. Um let me see what it's called. Perfect is boring. Look that song up, and the other song on there is Freeing Your Eyes. Two fire songs. Uh, give it a listen if you don't mind. Uh, without any further ado. Course are you ready? I'm ready. Alright, so First thing I want to talk about uh, is having a conversation, like I said, off off air. I was having a conversation with my mans last night, and we just talking about life. We're just talking about relationships and families and settling down. And when we see ourselves having that happen for us in our lives, even though it may not play according to plan, just we have like a range of years, ages. So I was thinking like first kid... Um. 28 to like 34 is the range for me because like I've always seen 28 as being too young for that mm-hmm. um, but I never was in a long term relationship to I like really take that into consideration
1: Right.
0: so now it's like I'm in a relationship now where it's like if even we last and God willing we do even we last that long it's like That'd be... How many years would that be? That'd be, like, 10 years. And, like, that's a long time. And I'm not trying to have a kid before I get married either. So, like, right. you got to take two, like, 10 years together. I'm pretty sure she's going to be in the mindset of, like, okay, I'm going to marry. Like, we should be married like, mm-hmm. pretty soon. Yeah. So, like, what do you think about that?
1: As far as the time frame? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you, I, I don't think there is a time frame. Mm-hmm. I think that... um the course of life changes depending on what type of relationship you're in, what type of commitment you're given to that relationship. Um you know, if you're saying what's the ideal way? I mean, I don't know if there's a perfect way for any any particular person. I think it's just, you know, the course of life that you take. I think the ultimate goal obviously is you have to as much as your heart is big, you you have to still always be able to concentrate on yourself because mm-hmm. You have to be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all those things. You need to be healthy in, before you can contribute anything to anybody else. Right. So, you know, as far as a time frame, I mean, you got to focus on you. Mm-hmm. You know, can you can you be happy alone? Mm-hmm. That's the number one question. Are you able to be happy with no one else around? Right. Are you able to sustain um, yourself financially? Are you able to... Build yourself a, a situation where you know it's not just I'm I'm going to a, an employer I'm I'm looking for a career. Mm-hmm. Are, are you set on what you want to do that's going to make you happy? And then finding that other person, they have to be kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a Venn diagram. You know, you almost like you got like to kind of like put yeah. them together and figure out how much of that life you're going to share because you got to have your hobbies, you got to do what makes you happy, you got to have a career of choice, and then. the other person does too and then you got to figure out how much you're going to share and then all the stuff you're talking about is way fast forward man to me people jump into that way too soon
0: Mm -hmm. i think yeah so um i definitely can agree what you're saying you have to be you know healthy and basically your mentality spiritually physically etc etc you got to be able to, to devote everything yeah um and I, I think, now, now that you said that, I'm kind of looking back at myself on the outside view. And it's like, you know, it's kind of cocky for me to have the mentality I had going into it. Because my whole mindset was, by that time, I should be ready. By that time, I should be stable. By that time, I should have everything figured out. Um, and it may not happen. You know I'm saying, I hope it does. Because 28, that's, you know, cracking 30. I should at least be in a position to be able to maintain for myself. Um but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's dope. So I, I definitely, I've changed my mindset going into it. And um, like I said off air too, I'm not thinking about it now. Like it's something that I want to have. Because to be honest with you, I, I don't really want to have it at that time. It's just, that's my range because now I'm in a relationship that I feel like it's going to be a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if things get to that level, mm-hmm. then maybe I should be prepared for those things. But um, my, my friend who I was speaking to, he was thinking like... 34 35 is when you know he thought it would it would be time for him um but you know I'll give him I'll give him what you said and um we can move on to the next question
1: let me just if you don't mind let me just jump in i mean first your first priority like your time frame right now at a young age is to figure out you, you got to knock down those dominoes if that makes sense like mm-hmm. there are things that that you should do because they make you happy there are things that you do that are productive there are things that are going to get you to a place where you've got opportunities and options you know the first part of your life is all about mating and procreating you know when you find that person it that's what we're put on this earth to do it is Mm -hmm. what it is but i don't think people understand the reality of what comes along with a child Mm -hmm. it's not like you get a dog
0: right (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying?
1: like a child is 24 hours a day seven days a week and it's forever mm. there's no like well i'm only responsible for that child till they're 20 it, it goes on it's forever so right. it, it's a matter of when you're going to share you know i mean you're, you're basically sharing you know with that person a life forever not just the child but the person you had the child with because regardless of you know whether you're you get married you have a happy marriage and things sustain if they don't you're still going to always be connected to that person through that child. That's a big big decision. It's not right. just like, oh hey, <laughs> you know, this is something that we just do because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. You have to talk about it, be prepared for it, right. be ready for it. What what does what do job situations look like after you have it? There's way more mm-hmm. that goes into it if you're going to be responsible about
0: it. Right, right, right. Okay, so so then, before even getting into the kids' situation, like, what should be someone's mindset looking to marry? Like, if they're, they're planning on marrying
1: um, in the future. Who who they should marry or what type of
0: person? What, just, like, what should the mentality be going into it? Because, like, a lot of... Like, one thing I was... um, I was talking to, like, one of my mentors, basically. And he's married. And it was just... I'm like, yo, like, what's the different mentality between someone like you and most kids in my generation it was just like people date to date and then others date to marry so mm-hmm. it was like right what should your mentality be going into like long term
1: I, th- I think again you've got to number one you've got to protect yourself mm. because your heart is valuable mm. your your feelings and emotions are valuable and i know coming from a young man you've got the like broad shoulders your chest is pulled i don't cry like these are my you know that's not the mentality the mentality is that you can be broke Mm -hmm. and and a a a person that you have a relationship when you give your heart to that person they have the ability to do that so it's it's like doling out your heart is Mm -hmm. hard because when you get in a relationship you want to give that person you know, people think relationships are 50 50. They're not. It's 100 mm-hmm. 100. And it's 100 and it's working. That's and, tough that you just said that. I never heard that before. Well, my bad. I no, you're well good. Love is an action, it's something that you choose to do, it's something that you have to be intentional with. Like, you don't just love somebody because you're physically attracted to them. Right. There's so many, you know, if, if you get into the spiritual realm, there's four different kinds of love. You know, there's the love called the Storge love, which is love that you have a relationship between you and your parents. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like, you know, a, a child and, and parent would have that relationship. Then you have the phileo love, which is the Philadelphia love, which is like brotherly love. You know, you love your homeboys differently than you love someone that you're with. And then there's the eros love, which is like the the attraction that, that you know, and you're at that age now where you're just like, Yee-hoo! you know, like your hormones are going crazy and that's that. And then there's the agape love. The agape love is the unconditional love, which is something that you have, and everybody has to get on a journey to pursue and understand what that means and what that looks like. You know, you ask me what it is, I could say, you know, I only know the reference towards uh, God mm-hmm. as, be, as being the one entity that has shown me or I've learned from and to understand what unconditional love is in order to be able to dole that out to people. Mm-hmm. Those are the different... I mean, you could say, I love steak. We throw love around like it's crazy. But when you get in a relationship, it's got to be something that you're willing to do. And you've got to do it with caution. As much as you say, like, well, how do you love someone with caution? You you have to really get to know them and be comfortable that they are your best friend. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That you don't have to worry about the things that people get into. Because when you get into other aspects of relationships and you date to date... Mm -hmm. You don't you, you don't have that security mm-hmm. when you're dating to marry you're making a commitment and that commitment is saying that if I stand you know it's not just a commitment to the other person it's a commitment to God and a commitment to yourself that this is what I'm choosing to do with my life mm-hmm. and this is forever. I mean the the divorce rate is about sixty five percent right within five years mm-hmm. right now because. People have that instant gratification, like, oh, this is really cool. This is new. This is fun. This is enjoyable, and da da da. And then five years in, we've got all this stuff on top of us, and we forgot about what what made our relationship whole. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's not ah. Oh, I don't wanna deal with this anymore. So, so we
0: so we kinda of, we talked we touched on that a little bit too last night, me and my friend. Mm-hmm. And um one thing he, that he said was our generation we're not I can't even say our generation because we're not gonna really get married right now, right. but in time now, the most important thing to people is titles. And people fall, like you said, from the reality of like what brought us together. Um, people don't really look to be like, all right, that's my best friend, someone who I have like an actual like Understanding like general relationship with that's like not physically attractive. Like it's not just sex. It's not like yeah. anything physical. It's like yo, this is my right hand. Yeah. Um. And like we don't really look to set that up. We just look like all right. I want to get married, and this is what I expect to come out of marriage. Yeah. So this is what I want from it, and this is who who I think fits that picture well. So I'm gonna go with that person. But we don't take yeah. into consideration. Right. The family that's involved. We don't take the background. And, and what happened in their lives to make them who they are Absolutely. and things of that nature. So, um, like, how important was it for you at first? Like, like, what was your relationship like with your wife before you got married?
1: I, I, I mean, to speak, you're speaking to the wrong person to ask because I, <laughs> my, my whole background is completely unconventional than what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned doing things differently. You know, we had a child in high school. Did we plan to have a child? No, we didn't plan to have a child. Were we using protection? Yeah, but like I tell my kids, you know, at school, like you, you gotta check because mm-hmm. you don't know. I mean, those things aren't felt. You know what I mean? There's, there's things that can happen out of your control that if you don't prepare for that ahead of time, that can. I mean, we're we're created to to create other people. I mean, mm-hmm. it it can happen. That's what we're made to do. Right. When uh when a woman, you know, ovulates and and she's ready, like she's ready, mm-hmm. and, and you, when you do what you do, you know, there's millions of sperm, and and only one's got to win the race, man, and they're they're on a mission. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like a joke. I mean, that's like okay here, we yeah. and that's what happens. And I mean, for me. My relationship was completely different because imagine you having a child right now, and you mm-hmm. had a child with somebody who was younger than you, and then now you get your parent, their parents, and your parent. I mean, mm-hmm. it just was a tough, you know, a tough road for us. But you know, we're we're probably I would say within the five percentile mm-hmm. of people who have a child in high school that go on to have careers, be successful, and stay together, and you know, have a productive relationship. So you know it's hard without getting into a whole bunch of stuff man just you know it was different
0: yeah definitely so so what advice would you give to someone my age who is not the date-to-date person Mm -hmm. um because i have a lot of friends who are like real deep intimate people yeah so if ever they get in a relationship it's not like it's just something that i don't want to last it's always with the intentions of in a long term relationship but the other side doesn't really work out right. so like what advice would
1: you give to I would always say that it's, it's funny because the people generally speaking the people that last are the people who just are friends mm-hmm. you're friends you hang out you have commonalities the differences you understand and accept you support people it, it doesn't matter what, what kind of shoes and clothes and the, the appearance and all that stuff you, when you're friends with somebody, that's never the intention. And, and mm-hmm. people think that friends are always based on, like, I've got it, like, same-sex friends. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found in my, in my past that talking to a female is a lot different than talking to a male when, it get, when you want to get a different perspective. And mm-hmm. I guess the, the friendship part for me lends itself to, to a better understanding of that person. And if mm-hmm. you really want to get to know somebody, you got to have an attitude of curiosity. Like you really got to want to know. Mm-hmm. Not not know because you think they want you to. Like you want to get to know somebody, ask. Right. Have have that attitude of curiosity and be intentional on, you know, making them feel like they're important and, and develop that friendship because that friendship is what leads to the other stuff. And when you have that like it's like I would say I would much rather have a shack on a rock than a castle in the sand, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because with shack on the Rock, I got that foundation. Right, no that foundation castle in the sand castle. is just, whoo, you know, you could say, oh, this girl is so beautiful and she's this, that, and I like the way she smiles and she looks at me differently and she likes the same kind of music, and then whoo, mm. there's no foundation to that. Right. That's so surface. So, I mean, for you, I would say the friendship part. And understanding that both of you have separate lives and separate goals. And you're there to support each other. And, and then you got to figure out, again, how, you, how much you're going to share of that with each other.
0: Mm. That was a dope analogy, too. Uh, listeners, I hope you take that and apply it. <laughs> you want a foundation. Um, yeah, so in terms of trust, how does someone develop a trust in general, like, because, like you said, trust will come naturally if you have that friendship. Mm-hmm. But what if you're trying to find a friendship?
1: You mean you're trying to find someone to have a friendship with? Yeah. That's kind Whether it be male or female. <laughs> that's a natural thing. I mean, you'll develop a sense of wisdom as you get older because you can understand, like, how people are, and how they respond, and, and what they do in certain situations, and I always say, put your head on a swivel, that's all I I talk about, just always understand your surroundings, and don't assume anything from anybody, because you don't know, like, I, I'm glad you brought it up, but you don't know what anybody's been through, mm-hmm. and the older you get, the more I don't want to say baggage, but just experiences come along with people, especially from past relationships. So, if somebody comes to the table and they've been in a relationship where they've been, say, someone was verbally abusive to them or treated them or you know differently, or or they develop some trust issues, like I would say, it's not fair for that person to carry it into the new relationship. But you got to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this person bringing to the table? Before we even have a relationship or a friendship, and how do I get to know that, mm-hmm. with and and not be biased or judgmental or anything like that? Just be understanding. It's it's difficult.
0: What if what if you came in with baggage?
1: Oh, your own self. Yeah. That's tough too because how much do you want to get puked on? Not much, and I don't think anybody else wants to get puked on with stuff either. Meaning, you know, just hi, I'm Brock. <laughs> Here's everything about my life, mm-hmm. and that stuff stuff that's tough because you're going to be reserved on how much you want to hold on to and how much you're going to, you know, let go and let people really, I mean, there are things that happen in people's lives that they never share with anybody Mm -hmm. because it's something that's, that's so hurtful or it was just a total horrible experience or something they're embarrassed about or they don't want to disappoint anybody. So that's a difficult thing because when you have baggage, understand the other person has baggage, but you just don't know what that is. And how do you get to that happy medium? That's that's through friendship and trust and understanding and communication and all those things.
0: So being a young uh being so young um entering a long-term relationship, how do you progress together when each of you are growing in separate atmospheres? Like I've heard a lot From a lot of people In my life That You know Be careful Because Your preference may change Or things in your life May change Your perspective on things And you grow and develop And that person Grows and develops yeah. So how do you Like You will change
1: And whoever you're with Will change The the difference is Are you Both sharing that change With each other And are you a part Of that change Because you communicate Regularly And you understand things So Preference should never be an issue if you're having a relationship. It's it's not about preference. It's about what are you going to put into the relationship you're committed to. Are you going to give everything you got, and is that person going to give everything you got? And are you willing to understand when they can't, or when they don't, or why they don't, or why they can't? And are you on each other's sides? And are is everything open? Mm. I say never any secrets, man. Don't ever 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 have any secrets because that's unfair Mm -hmm. it's like if you came over here today and you were having a horrible day and and you did this this and this and this and you never said anything to me and i said something to you and then it was like a landmine and just exploded that's unfair
0: right
1: you know and if you're having a relationship with somebody it's just got to be open you've got to be able to say to each other look here's where i'm at Here's where, you know, here's where we're trying to go together. Here's where I'm trying to go, you know, with my life. Here's what... And you got to be able to to understand that people are going to get to jobs and they're going to meet other people. Mm-hmm. And then the the question is, what is their goal for the relationship? Is it, you know, they're in a committed relationship with you, so no matter who they run into, that should never be an issue? Or do you not have such a, a strong relationship where when preferences change and people change and body shapes change and mentality changes, that those things might be influenced by other people they run into. It's It's got to be the core. And if it's a spiritual core, that's only going to make it stronger. Because it's like the triangle. If if one person starts at one corner and one person starts at the other corner and God's at, at the top, you see how far you're away from each other until you glide together. If you're together at the top... That's where you need to be. That's a great analogy. If you're so not, I mean, there's only separation from you and God and from each other.
0: That's. I wish. I mean, I wish I had a visual for the listeners to see that, because um, that's a dope analogy, and um. Yeah, that's that's definitely a dope. I could take that. I needed that. I'm I'm, I'm actually asking questions for myself. To be that's honest. good. Um. So yeah, that's. Okay, so do you believe that there's people who are 100%
1: loyal? Do I believe? Yeah. I believe there's people that are 100% loyal, but that's their decision. You know, and it's tough because you would want that, right? You would Mm -hmm. want somebody that's going to be 100% loyal and then you would want to be with somebody who would want that same thing from you right Mm. i would hope you wouldn't go into a marriage and have an open relationship where you could just do whatever you want Mm. you know that's not the point of marriage but monogamy is a tough thing especially if someone has not been exposed to other relationships or other opportunities younger in life
0: Mm. you know what i'm saying Mm. so you mean like not only their own but people around them
1: yeah, and it's okay. tough too because like I think of and I hate to say this because it's a weird analogy but it's the truth. I mean, you know, when you're when you're in a relationship and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to find that person, it's tough because you got to kind of know where that person's been because it's like buying a car. I mean, do you want to buy a car that's got 357,000 miles on it?
0: Right.
1: Probably not, right? right? So the point is like how do you, you know, how what's the what's the comfort level of what people's experiences have been and what are you willing to like accept Mm -hmm. and what are you bringing to the table, Mm -hmm. you know, and and how does that get communicated? Some people say, I don't want to know. I don't want to know who you've been with in the past. I don't want to know. But if you're with that one person that's only been with you, Mm -hmm. That's a tough thing. I mean, how do you say... I don't know. I don't make choices for people, but it would be very difficult, I guess, for one person to have one sexual relationship and then go on their entire life and never have curiosity or never...
0: I don't know. the Mm. answer. I guess
1: it's up to the individual. Right. And what their morals are, what their beliefs are, what they hold themselves to. It's difficult. Because you know, and I know, that... The more attractive the person is that you're with, the more looks they're going to get from the outside. Mm -hmm. And what you can't do is you can't trust anybody else. Mm -hmm. You can't trust your friends. You can't trust this, that. you got to trust the person. Mm -hmm. And that person has to be trustworthy. I don't know if all that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, How does one build that spiritual relationship um, with the significant other? like? that um like you said the 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 triangle yeah how does that relationship with god become stronger you do it together Together. you
1: do life together because you're better together Mm -hmm. you know individually we're we're responsible for our own relationship with god Mm -hmm. that's our responsibility you can't have a a relationship with god through another person and they can't do it because you do you know Mm -hmm. it's like say you're with someone and they say well Brock does this and Brock does that and Brock goes to church and Brock has an active relationship and Brock prays and this is what Brock does to sustain a relationship. You can't expect that that person's going to go, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do that too and everything will be okay because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Every person has to have their own relationship with God and how strong is that? Because at the end of the day, if you separate yourself from each other, or and from everybody else, or or the world flips upside down, or you hit your brick wall, or you hit your rock bottom, or whatever it is, the only thing you're gonna have left is your relationship with God. So that's got to be solid. So knowing that from another person, I guess, would be something that you would see through their actions.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. Let's 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 kind of shift from mm-hmm. relationships. I don't want to get too personal. No, you're good. Uh. uh Okay, so, in terms of setting goals and trying to achieve goals, um, what do you think is an important part in doing that, that process, like, in trying to achieve it?
1: What type of goals?
0: So, just, like, everything. Life, like, career goals? Life, 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 career, spiritual, anything. Like, what? what is universal?
1: Well, do you want a spiritual answer or do you want a life just to, Let's get
0: both. Let's
1: okay, do spiritual so first. Spiritual first is it's not up to you, it's up to God. And when you when you find out what your purpose is in this life based on your spiritual gifts and the things that he's put in your circle of influence and the the track that he's kinda you know, you gotta give up control. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard because we're control oriented people. And if I put a blindfold on you right now and say, All right, here's the rest of your life, go. It changes. Right? If you're mm-hmm. blind and you can't see, your whole life changes. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that in a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Because faith is something that you put your trust in that you can't see. You, right. It's like, I, I like Aha Gazelle, he's an artist, he, he put a song out called Balloons. Mm-hmm. And part of the song was based on when we pray, or we lift up, not even just prayer, I mean that's just a Christian, whatever word, but... When you lift up your requests or you you talk to God, it's almost like you're letting off a helium balloon because you really don't know where it goes. Mm-hmm. You don't know where it land. You you just have faith mm-hmm. that it, that God is receiving that you know, and that He's gonna you know He may have already known what you were gonna ask, or He's gonna give you. Blood. It's just different because the way that you know you're able to to communicate with God is something that's personal to you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, setting goals, I guess, you know, spiritually would be, it's got to be an active, continuous, um, you know, verbiage to God to say, look, you are in control of my life. I want, it's not my will be done, it's thy will be done. So what is it that you want me to do and be active about it? Please show me, please put things in my in my direction that you want me to go in because when your spiritual gifts and god's will align man you will change this world Mm -hmm. you know but that's a hard thing to to submit to because no one's talking to you he's not going to come in a dark cloud and be like hey Brooke, this is what i want you to do he's not you have to have faith that this is what he wants you to do so it's in his time and his will Mm -hmm. and that's difficult because that takes spiritual maturity and commitment yeah. Life now.
0: before we go into yeah. life, before we go into life, I just read a book called "Outwitting the Devil" by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Great book. Highly recommend that you read it. Um, and the listeners too, new listeners, if I have, if you haven't already heard a previous episode where I mentioned this book, um, go ahead and tune into that. Um. And there was a chapter devoted to that exact principle, and it was titled "Other Self," and that other self is your spiritual self. That mm-hmm. that that. That being that is connected to God, that you have to tap into mm-hmm. by faith, and basically saying that all things can be done by faith. And it was saying he was in, they, the way he referenced God in the book. He referenced them as um, the infinite intelligence mm-hmm. because he it's obviously he wasn't he wasn't just speaking to Christians. Right. He wasn't just speaking to like religious people. He was speaking to everyone. Mm-hmm. So just for those who don't really. Believe in that uh, What we believe is Whatever So infinite intelligence um, And What he was saying is That the way of prayer Needs to be shifted In order to Build that connection That the lifestyle Needs to be shifted In order to build that, that Connection The mentality Needs to be shifted In order to build that connection Because like you said We're programmed um, To control Mm-hmm. we're also programmed to want to know everything mm-hmm. and for us we have to have faith because we will not have a lot of questions answered right um and just it was just saying once you encounter and tap into that other self all things can be done anything like you, you become like a, a different person like
1: yeah I think of like in terms of a relationship if you were having a relationship with a another a, a female and you talk to her as much as you talk to God how would that relationship go hmm you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people say, "Oh no, I pray. I talk to God." Well, how much do you talk to God? How much do you want him to control, not control, but have influence and impact on your life because you have free will and you're allowing him to do that. Cuz faith is only generated because you have free will. Mm-hmm. Right? No one can force you to believe anything. Right. So the the attitude of prayer has to be one that's just a communication. Like you and I are talking right now. I made it a point. It's funny you said that cuz I just had a discuss not a discussion, but, a, you know, I, I was talking to God the other day and I said, look, I have to make more of a commitment to say that I'm just going to pour my heart out invent everything I need to say. I'm going to do that once a week. That's going to be my commitment to that, along with my daily stuff that I do. But that's because you have got to, you've got to open everything that you've got in terms of a book and let your pages be blank sometimes. You always want to have the answer, and you always want to chase the dream, and you always want to think, like, what I write in this book is what I write in this book, and this is what's going to make me happy. Well, you got to let him write some chapters to your book because mm-hmm. his book is way bigger than your book. Yeah. His book has way more blessings than your book. Whether you see him now or on the other side is different, but you know what I'm saying. Right? It's just different.
0: All right. Okay, so let's go into the life aspect. Life
1: is a blueprint to me. Mm -hmm. It's a checklist at times. It's a game at times because there are certain things that you have to do in order to get certain places in life, and without those things, nobody wants to talk to you. Mm -hmm. For example, in a career, I went to school for 10 years. I don't want to say wasted a lot of my time by not being focused on what area I definitely wanted to be in, but it was funny because what I thought I was going to do was one thing, and then God intervened, and I ended up doing something totally different. So I ended up wasting time because I wanted to be in control. I wanted to do what I thought was going to make me happy instead of going, God said, I already knew what you were going to do, and this is why you went through everything you went through in your life growing up to prepare you for what you're doing now. And if I didn't go through that stuff, I'd never be able to do what I'm doing now, but that was all because of God. I can tell you 1,000% of the two things that were orchestrated by God in my life are my job and my music. Mm -hmm. Those are two, I can say, the two definite things for my personal life. He orchestrated those things and those are the two things that are sustained to this day. Mm -hmm. So the blueprint, you can put it together or you can ask how to put it together. I would ask. Mm -hmm. I would definitely ask and seek and don't just believe something because someone stands up on a stage or someone stands at an altar and gives their opinion or their you know whatever their guided opinion or whatever you want to call it i'm not saying that's not right just whatever you hear look for yourself man Mm -hmm. dig for yourself realize for yourself search for yourself because you got to know the answer just because someone says it doesn't make it true Mm -hmm. you know and that's between you and god so the life thing is just the blueprint. There's obvious, like, get a career, be financially stable, do things early in life while you're young, man. Go see the world. Like, yeah, I can go on Google Earth and look at whatever I want to, but go experience what you want to experience. Get that stuff out of the way because when you enter another person and children and all that stuff, life and opportunities are different. Mm. Yeah. Um, Because time, I spell love time (laughs) because that's what you got, man. Yeah. You got time. Mm. Right now, when you get it, when you get into more responsibilities, that the time that you have for other people and other things mm. is is different because you have different expectations. Right. Um,
0: okay, Beth, So, when did the, the 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 switch flip for? Like you said, you were you were going down a path that you wanted to control that you thought was right for you, and then God intervened. When, when I gave
1: my that, life to Christ, that's mm. what. And I'm not trying to put that on anybody. I'm just saying that's what happened to me.
0: Mm.
1: When, when I knew that there was more to life than what I thought life was about, and when I gave my life up to be committed to following Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that's what changed, that's what changed everything. Mm. Not because I did anything, but because he brought people into my life Mm. that allowed me to see different paths.
0: What is the value of life to you?
1: The value of life is you can do things here that you can't do on the other side. I can I can witness to people through the actions in my life and how I carry and present myself and what I do to love other people and treat other people the way that you know I know they should be treated. I can do that while I'm alive. Mm -hmm. I I can't win anybody's soul. I can't save anybody. I can't do all those little Christianese words, whatever you want to talk about, like, to help people have... That's their decision, but what I can do is lead a life that makes people go, man, why are you so different? Mm -hmm. What about you? Why are you this way? And then if they ask, then I can tell them. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do that here. If I pass away, I have no... I can't do any of that
0: anymore. Right. So... There's been talk about businesses needing to open back up by May 15th because if it doesn't happen by then, businesses will start to go bankrupt mm-hmm. and um, a lot of things will go south. Um, How do you feel about that? Because I had a conversation about that a few days ago and I'm just, I don't know, like I understand businesses need to run, mm-hmm. but... To try to rush opening everything up and expose everybody to everything and to sacrifice lives. Like example, the New Jersey governor, he quoted like there was a quote of him online, it's basically him saying like in order for like basically saying like this we're gonna have to sacrifice lives to get back to to the normal like, yeah, I don't you know what have the, to deal with it regardless. Like, How do you feel about that?
1: I don't know what the normal is going to be because normal is one of those words that you can't really define because your normal is different than my normal. It's different than anyone else's normal. And the normal we had got accustomed to before is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Now, what I hear online, see, I don't always believe everything unless I speak to the person and heard it from the person. you know, So I don't know how to speak to what, what he said. I'm just saying business is opening up people have to have money to, to spend at those businesses, and if they're not working and people are still not, haven't received unemployment checks, stimulus check, this, that, they have to pay bills, people are getting behind. It's, it's like a vicious cycle, like a catch-22. Do they need to be open? Yeah, but they also need consumers who are willing to take the chance mm-hmm. to go out of their homes and have money to be able to spend, and I'd say it's like every dollar you have is like a vote in an election for a business. If you don't have a lot of those votes, you're going to you know, use them sparingly, and who are you going to vote for? Mm-hmm. Most people vote for Walmart because it's an all-in-one shop. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what you agree with or disagree about Walmart, you could go there, get your hair cut, get your tires changed, get some prescriptions, <laughs> get your glasses, tie, you know, all, right. get a sub, all that stuff, and get your groceries and get a T-shirt. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if you don't have those votes or those dollars to go spend it's kind of catch 22 cuz those businesses if they open they're relying on that and if you don't have it how do you go and who's willing to go out into those non-essential situations and put themselves at risk cuz you don't know i mean right now i just read something the other day was well, 60% of the new cases of covid are all situations based on people who were quarantined at home because there's no immunity being developed by being out into the you know the public wait 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 Say that again. Sixty so, percent of new cases recently yeah. are have come to the forefront from people who were staying at home all this time, because you wow. don't have any immunity. It's like it's like when kids are off all summer long from school. When they go back to school, what happens? Right. Start getting sick. Why? Because they're around everybody. Mm-hmm. Because they have no immunity built up to those things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard because we're being quarantined to be safe, but. At the same time, my wife goes to work every single day in an environment with, with you know, a ton of people. Mm-hmm. And she's been exposed to a lot of situations and she hasn't gotten anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's tough. So I don't know. I, it's hard to answer that question because I don't have the answers to it. Mm-hmm. You know, is it essential? Yeah, it's essential to open businesses back up. But I don't know what those businesses, are the mom and pop shops going to be a thing of the past? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, um... You know capitalism and your ability to privately own a business and operate it for profit as an individ- is that going to be a thing of the past? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. tough. I-, I don't have the answers to those things. Right. You know, I'm I'm like you, man. I- I'm kind of sitting and just doing what I need to do to survive and make sure my family's safe and and you know take the next step when the next step's there.
0: Right. Um, my last question: um, How do you view success? Like, what is success? Um, like one thing that I always said to my listeners like you just referenced with um, like beliefs it's it's unique to each person Mm -hmm. Um, one person can't tell you how to be successful because your success relies on who you are um, your abilities what you love etc etc so what's your viewpoint on (sighs) success?
1: success is am I living in the will of God? Mm -hmm. because everything that comes from that as, as long as you're submitting to the will of God, hopefully it's going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. People will see that, and I will tell you, in my life all the things that have happened to me that I've been successful through have all been things that have been centered around or some way influenced by God. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. I don't know other people what what success may mean. I've got, you know, a beautiful wife and I drive this kind of car and I live in this kind of house and I have this kind of job and I got this kind of bank account and if I die tomorrow, what are you going to say about me at my funeral? Oh, He was a rich guy with a beautiful wife and he drove a nice car and he's just was a successful guy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's up to you and what you value. I can't place judgment on anybody on what they value and what's important because are those things nice? Uh, yeah, they're nice, but are they at the core of the most important things that if you die tomorrow, what what are they gonna say about you? What are people gonna stand up and say? Right. Because that to me, the value of that has much more in terms of success to me than it would be, like what kind of sneakers I wore, what kind of car I drive, or any of that stuff. I I don't care about that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That mean? I don't know if that makes sense to you, yeah, but no, definitely success to me is what what could you say if you ask any person to talk about me? what will they say? Mm. That, to me, should just speak for itself. Like, that is the success that I would want, is have I impacted lives? Have I been able to have influence? Have I been able to share experiences and a lot of mistakes and and things to help better people's lives and just love people, man. Love people the way God would love people.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's dope. I'm... uh That's all the questions I have. Uh, Did you have anything for me?
1: No, I just wanted to say, like I said last time, I I really appreciate you doing this. And I think that, you know, digging into people is good because people's experiences are things that you may not have experienced. And you can learn from anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old, young... You just have to be a sponge you got to be receptive and the biggest thing is you got to ask God for the gift of discernment how do you tell the distinctions between what's good what's not what's beneficial for you and wholesome for you versus what might be you know the other side kind of like dangling things in front of your face to get you in a direction where you're not focused on God right
0: yeah definitely um that was dope yeah. that was dope um I'm gonna wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in. That's another episode of Best of Both Worlds. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on IG at ibrock88. And um, continue to show love, continue to support, and spread the word. Get me connected. Thank you.